Is there any topic that you think is just really showing up out there that I should start talking on? Well, anger, anger and shame, like the, the heavier emotions. <sighs> Big for 15 minutes, huh? All right. I, I was going to just on my own start talking about anxiety. And I think that just fits with this concept of anger and shame and blame and the other heavier emotions. List some more for me. Uh, uh, embarrassment. embarrassment. Embarrassment, humiliation, all those things. If anybody else is on, please let me know if you're experiencing any of those or if you have difficulty when you want to communicate that. I'm going to sit right here on the floor. There is uh, the gardener out there doing wonderful things, making really extensive noises. So I came and hid in the bedroom here. Uh, any other comments of any kind? Are you guys uh, familiar yeah. with this feeling? I'm not seeing any comments. And you yourself, Natalina. Let's yeah. start with you then. What is the main component of anger that is so terrible? I mean, really, it's just a feeling. So what is it that sets you off so much? What is it that sets people off? That you, like, I might talk about it in terms of losing yourself, losing your composure, losing uh. your, uh, like, it's like you don't have yourself anymore. It's like the whole world is your enemy is how I might describe that. The feeling that. takes over. All right. For me, when the feeling takes over, that's an extraordinary experience. As an actress, that was a thing you wanted to have happen. You wanted to be able to stand on stage. And you're an actress as well. Now you know this. Stand on stage and even though there are lights out there and a whole bunch of people watching you, you know you're public, you know this is pretend, but you want to have an experience. Because if you don't have an experience, you can't transfer that experience to anyone else. Old-fashioned acting didn't matter what you felt as long as you knew how to kind of make it look right and let your own natural charisma kind of come through. It's not what's real or what's happening in the acting world now now we just want to see men cry we want to see feelings we want to experience connections so if we want that on screen we sure as heck want that in life right so you gotta feel the stuff so i remember getting out on stage and because i was always such a shut down person yes i was i never really had that experience of the experience on stage or in front of camera. It was me pretending to be that person. And that isn't what the satisfaction is professionally. And it's certainly not the satisfaction in life, right? I was a good pretender. I was a good approximator of real feeling, but I was essentially an automaton. Does that make any sense? I was essentially literally a a machine with with really good skills to make people believe i was real but inside i was a whole nother person it was like there was me and then there was what 
came out. So anger, you want to you want to make that both sides. So you have to feel it. So if you feel it, but it overwhelms you, then what's happening is you're just not used to feeling it and experiencing it as part of your spectacular array of emotions. Also, I, I want to connect this up to a theme that I'll be talking about a lot. And I talk about, I'm going to be interviewing a lot of doctors and people that I think is really important what if it's your body talking and not your mind? What if it's not your mindset? What if your body is screaming at you to do something different? It's a different message. There are so many ways uh, we women have bodily imbalances and hormonal imbalances that don't reflect our thinking or our, you know, our calmness or our serenity our belief system none of that it just completely is an overwhelming shout a scream from your body from your thyroid from your liver from the food you ate just now you can be really angry and feel really angry because you ate something that your liver went ah! and that's anger so this is a whole holistic experience your emotions your emotions are the tap in to every piece of you not just your mind and like oh i'm angry it's not like that it's like your foot hurts anger so what we want to do is make it a cohesive whole so you have to feel where is this coming from is it coming from my foot my pain you know ever take an advil will it go away yeah probably Pretty interesting. Not that I'm into taking Advils and, and medication, but it would possibly change the tenor of your emotion if you didn't have a physical irritation. I know everybody agrees with that. So, you know, what do you do with that? Well, what you want to do is feel it strongly and then start to notice it. And it'll have a familiarity. It will be like, oh, this is that thing that happens when my back hurts. Oh, this is a thing that happens when my thyroid is really low. I get anxious. And what else happens when that happens? Oh, I can feel it here. I can feel it here. Oh, that's interesting. Or, you know, I have this rash happen all of a sudden. Ah, where'd that come from? And then I have this feeling. So you start to source the emotion. Not because you want to fix it or you want to stop it, but because you want to explore it, right? I mean, anger is so incredibly powerful. It is such a force for good. I do not know a single activist out there. And right now we need activists more than we need anything. People who are willing to spend their life changing the world for, for good or advocating for good. So they are all coming from initially an incredible amount of anger that fuels their action. This is a feminine energy thing. What you don't want to do is turn this anger into, you know, pieces of brain strategy. Like, well, I'll do this, I'll do that. Because the anger is just going to keep coming on through if you're trying to control it. So you have to sit with it. So if you're over feeling overcome by anger, just stop whatever's going on. I guess if you're in the middle of, of a meeting or something, you can't quite you know, say, I'm going to stop talking now. But if you're in the audience, you can. Or if you're walking around, you can sit somewhere, you can hide in the closet, you can go in the bathroom, 
and you can be with yourself and you can go this is what i'm feeling wow and you can explore where it is in your body is it coming from an ache a pain something i could recognize is it coming from what he just said to me which is where it usually comes from what did he just say to me he just said that or his body language i've noticed with my me and my husband it's a tone of his voice that can set me off into anger or fear or frustration. He doesn't even know it. He doesn't know that that tone of voice triggers me. The words were fine. He doesn't know that the body movement he made triggered me. So I get to explore that and figure it out. Oh, it was when he said that. Yeah, but the words he meant, he probably meant that. You know, we don't want to keep going around like that. We want to just keep dropping through the layers. Not like, I'm going to figure this out. All of a sudden you go, oh, I'm really angry. I feel this in my whole body. Ah, well, and then all of a sudden it will come up where it started. Oh, when he did that, because he will show up like in front of your face. And you go, yeah, and then you'll start to direct the anger at him, right? And then you'll go, Oh, and then you'll feel guilty and bad and afraid that you pushed him away and all that stuff. That's how it happens. You're not thinking through it. You're feeling through it. So you go through this whole thing, which is in several of my programs, of the spiral. You spiral up. You spiral down. It just, you go through. And at the center of everything is this feeling of love. And I know that that's just real fanciful and woo-woo and stuff. What does that mean? But actually, you can feel it. It feels sort of like a feeling of peace in your body. It feels like you're all the way down in your belly and your feelings are just kind of organized and dropped down into your belly and there's no place else they need to go. There's nothing else they need to do. And all of a sudden you feel your shoulders just melt and drop. And all of a sudden you feel, I don't need to do anything. I don't need to say anything right now. I can walk away. I can turn around. Wait a minute. I don't need to fix any of that. Okay. It's fine the way it is out there. This is his thing, her thing, that thing, not my thing. People need help right here. I feel it. I still don't need to do anything. Not this moment. I don't need to react. I need to sit. I need to sit with it. And when you start feeling that way, it feels like, actually, you know, I love him. And I understand that in that moment, there was a trigger and distance and all kinds of weird things happen. But I don't need to go through the, oh, I don't need to go through any of that. I just need to go, oh, anger. I know it's going to shift when I sit with it. And it will shift into remorse and self-blame and all that stuff. It's going to go through all those feelings. Oh, it was my fault. What did I do? Oh, if I say something to him, it's going to be horrible. He's going to turn around. He's going to be upset. No. Once you've been through enough of it to feel all the emotional spirals that are happening to you, then you create some kind of a situation with this guy where you can speak to him. You walk up to him or you're standing there with him and he's chatting away and all of a sudden you just stand there and lean back and go, can I talk to you about something? And he'll go, what, what, what? And you go, no, you didn't do anything wrong. This is something with me I noticed. Do you want to hear it? 
and you just make sure that you're going to be heard. Otherwise, you're just going to create another moment where you're infuriated. And that's what you need to catch if that's where you're at. Yes, because you're tr if you're trying to get something to happen, trying to get him to hear, and he doesn't hear, you're going to feel even more frustrated and angry, and then you're really going to let it fly. You're going to go, let me Right? And because there's some drama. It, it's, the, it's the performance of the emotion instead of the, 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 the heart of the emotion. Yes, and it's also scratching, pulling off the scab of the other person. You're, you're also pulling off your own scab. It's poking somebody in the nose so that you can feel that anger and get it out. You, so you can feel liberated from it. We are often looking for a trigger, which is why we choose men who trigger us because we want to feel that surge of energy because that is familiar to us. Remember, the most horrible pain in the world feels like love to a great many people. Yep. If a man is not being nice to you, chances are you've chosen him because a man not being nice to you feels like love to you. And it's not like you can rewire it, you know, go into your brain and rewire those circuits. You have to rewire them in a soft way, otherwise it won't work. I've worked with and read and researched and studied so many people who work with trauma. You know, from Peter Levine to so many. And they talk about somatic, which is body experiences, and how you can help a trauma and PTSD, which we all suffer from in one degree or another, by sort of reliving it in your body and allowing your body to shake it out. Well, I'm not a big, big advocate of reliving stuff. If you have PTSD, you, like me, very easily go back into the nightmare. You can be back into the nightmare and re redoing it helps, you think. But that is not what you want to do. And you also don't want to squelch it if the memory comes up. You want to simply go, oh, let's just put love on that moment of myself put love on me in that moment what happened to me i can be fully angry at him but actually my experience of most trauma with most people is there's a lot of self-blame involved what did i do yep. that caused that to happen and if it's not like deliberate like i poked him in the nose and he responded in a very horrific way my i i did this and then my father did that my mother did that my teacher did that when i did that so it was my fault why wasn't i watching more carefully so we end up walking on eggshells for the rest of our lives maybe it's it's more that we we are so involved in that self-blame what did i do that that is what we keep reliving and the anger towards the person who actually did it never really gets resolved. And so we keep picking fights in ways or trying to relive it and redo it or redo it in our brain. I mean, I'm always experiencing the urge to redo a trauma and shoot people with guns. I mean, I'm deadly serious. It's the urge of violence. Why do we watch violent films, for heaven's sake? We think they're very arty, but 
it's theoretically a catharsis, but it's not really. I don't think it's cathartic. I think what it does is gives us more ammunition. Like, oh, I can shoot that gun on that. But really, that is what goes on when we're trying to rework our way through traumas. It's so much easier if you just go, wow, that memory came up. Oh, I did really well for myself there. I did a really good job of saving myself. I'm here. I'm alive. If you say that, you're going to want, you're going to feel tears. Even if you don't believe it. I, I might say even if you, in your mind, you think, well, I don't believe that. I don't believe I did a good job. Like practicing that way of speaking to yourself. If you feel like it's a lie, let's let's work on that, because that's where uh, affirmations and I totally pass. You know, I'm not interested in affirmations in my life experience. They do not work because you say I'm good. I'm I'm a happy person. I can have everything I want. Your brain just goes, no way, no way. You've messed up everywhere. I mean, and then you have to deal with that conversation. Why bother? Why start yourself up like that? Instead, you go, wow, I remember when this happened to me and I'm alive right now. I made it through somehow. What I don't want to do is do it over again, though. I don't want to do it over again with him. I don't want to do I don't want to keep trying to make a better job of it. Yeah. How about I try this experience where I say to him, Continuing the discussion that we were doing before, I say, hey, honey, you know, you got a moment? I really want to talk. Oh, okay. Well, I really noticed when this happens, not when you, if you have to say you said this, but uh, that automatically can trigger him. So you don't want to get two triggers involved here, right? You want him to be in a safe space so that he can hold space for you. That's really important. That is win-win. You know, instead of attacking him, like, hey, you did something, you said something. Then we- he's no help to you, right? Yeah. yeah. If you want a healing to happen, you got to make a safe space for him. Hey, I really appreciate you being here. It's just say that. Put the guy in front of you and say, I really appreciate you being here and listen to me. It makes you want to cry with kind of almost gratitude and your body starts to relax. You are safe. I need help. That's that's what happens in this moment. I need my partner to help me here. Are you up for that right now? And if he's never up for it, well, that's your clue that you've got the wrong guy, right? You've got a guy who you really just want to subconsciously get more involved in that trauma rather than actually heal. Healing means safe space for each of you. Each of you want to participate in the healing of each other that the blame and shame are directly addressed like, wow, sorry about that. You know, I'm with you because you are my partner or you are not. And this is, you know, deep stuff. We should talk about this for ages. But you say to him, when that happened, I really got triggered and I reacted. And I don't think I said anything, but I really felt really bad and really upset. And he should go, oh, honey, I had no idea. Please tell me more or whatever. And if he, if he doesn't, you have to do that with him when he has a problem so that he gets trained to relate like that, right? Hey, healing okay. Healing moments. Yeah, tra- train him by you doing that. 
So if he gets angry and upset next time, don't react. Go, well, a moment to train him, <laughs> a moment to train this moment. I'm going to make myself safe. I'm going to make sure he makes me safe. I am safe. I am now going to participate in this healing moment. So that's how you learn how to be good partners. You know, and it doesn't work all the time. So then you go back and redo it. So this is a redo, right? That we're practicing here, which is, I felt all of this and I'm still feeling it in my body. And if you say that to him with full feeling, your whole body may shake. Go ahead, shake out your hands like this. Let it come off your body. Shake your whole arms, you know. Right, standing in front of him. I need to shake it off and dance around for a minute. And he'll just look at you and just say, I, I just don't want to do that anymore. You know, and I want to be better at catching it quicker. So next time it happens, I'm going to try to be faster about saying, ouch, or ouch, or oh, I don't like that. I don't want to be here. I'll be try and be faster in any way you can help me and appreciate in other words, you're, you're trying to get him on, you want to get him on board, not, you know, not soft him or anything. You just want him on board for a partnership. <clears throat> so How this we is... signal each other? Did you How say signal, signal each other? other? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I have a feeling most men are happy to work something like that. Can we have a signal? Can we have a code for when I've been triggered and I say, ah! or something, or <laughs> knock my head, or, you know? Most men are up for that kind of mental thingy. They'll go, okay, you know, and, and the idea is that he can become more masculine energy. That whatever was dampening him because of his own fear and worry about tripping up and being bad and screwing stuff up, and therefore he's defensive, that goes away. We can build a culture of safety inside of our relationship. Oh, I love that. Let's write that down. Building a culture of safety inside our relationship. 